This is the Carindale Salvos podcast. So uh, we are continuing on our journey with prayer and prayer being unleashed, taking it to the next level. And uh, I don't know about you, but I am a creature of habit. Are you a creature of habit? It's part of our humanity, isn't it? You know, sometimes uh, I believe we can become creatures of habit in our prayer life, right? And, and that, that can be a good thing because, because being habitual in our prayer life is important. It is important that, that we follow a pattern. I would prefer to say that we follow a rhythm, a rhythm in our prayer life, but it's not okay to get comfortable. It's not okay to get comfortable. It's good to change places. It, it, it's good to shake things up. It's good to unleash God's provision by adjusting maybe the way that we pray. That's, that's, that's good. That's a good thing, and that's okay. Look, when it comes to our relationship with God, how we communicate with him, all of these things, we've got to have an approach. And this thing is called prayer, and, and so we've been discussing that a little bit. But there, there are a few beliefs that we have to have in our heart, okay? And here we go. We have got to believe that he has the power to answer our prayer. You, you've got to believe that he wants to answer your prayer. And you've got to believe that our faith in these two previous facts unleashes God's provision for our lives. Done. Mic drop. I'm finished. Sermon done. Wouldn't you like that? Not quite. These are the core beliefs of what it means when we come to God in prayer. I mean, why pray if we don't believe that he'll do anything about it? Why pray if we don't believe that God will unleash his provision in our own hearts and in our own lives or in this church? Why, why, why pray? Why pray if we don't believe it? Last Sunday, Tim spoke about unleashing God's power. Sorry, purpose is next week. Power was last week. I was listening. <laughs> power. So we've talked about that already. And, and talked about the fact that, that our hearts need to be righteous before God. And so, so today we're looking at a portion of scripture that you guys probably all know well. A portion of scripture that we sing, ask, seek, knock. It represents for me an intensity. A passion. A persistence in prayer. You know, and the fact that God in Matthew comes, or Jesus in Matthew comes back to the subject of prayer because he talks a lot about it in Matthew 6, 5 to 15, tells you how important prayer is. And so that's what we're establishing together as a body of faith. It is very, very important. And so if we're going to talk about God's provision, if we're going to say, yes, we believe that, that there's power in prayer, yes, we believe that there's provision, that God unleashes his provision, then I want to make the suggestion this morning that we... As a people, we have to understand that there is also a progression, a progression. And here we go, the first line, ask and it will be given to you. Now, if I were to say that one of the reasons why we pray, why we as Christians pray, is to get something from God, 
you know, we, we would probably kind of slink back and think to ourselves, that is so selfish. That is so selfish. But I want to say to you this morning that that is biblical, right? The Lord wants us to ask. He wants us to ask. And in the way that he shares that, even in, um, in, in the prayer that he taught us with his disciples, in that prayer, Jesus contains or shares six askings, right? All the way from the daily bread that we need to receive to his kingdom come. And so the fact is that we have to ask. We need to ask. There are things that we need. There are things that we need, and so it starts there. Now, we don't always get the answer that we expected, right? Sometimes it's wait. Sometimes it's a flat-out no. And in these cases, in our human nature, we sometimes begin to doubt ourselves, our motivations, our wants versus our needs, and we even begin to doubt God and his provision for us. And sometimes we throw our hands up and we say, what's the point? I know, I know we have all been in that space where we have said, what's the point? But our scripture today is, is, is saying that there is a persistence that belongs with praying. There is a persistence because not only is God saying, ask, but he's using the word seek. There's an urge to seek. And so that's the next step when it comes to our progression of prayer. Seeking is a deeper level of prayer than just asking. And sometimes when we are in doubt or we are in darkness, we need to first seek God's will before we even know what to ask for. Think about that for a minute. Sometimes God makes his will very obvious, and sometimes he doesn't. And sometimes we have to seek and all too often, as with many other things, we are our own worst enemy. And we are often out of tune with him. And we just plain aren't paying attention. And so the word tells us, not just ask, but seek my will. Seek my will. And in these instances, that's where God commands us. You know uh, this portion of scripture so well, but it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Say it with me, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. So what does this have to do with prayer? Well, when we seek and find ourselves in the will of God, the why and the how and the what of prayer comes into focus. Right? Our thoughts and our actions are brought in line with God's heart. The concerns of his heart becomes our concerns, becomes our prayers, and our prayers become more powerful as they're unleashed in the world around us. And God's provision is given when our will is in line with his will. And the word tells us that we are not alone in this. It tells us that when we seek the Lord, the Holy Spirit will guide us and will show us where the nature of our prayer needs to be. Romans 8, 26 says, The Spirit also helps in our weakness, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit makes intercession for us with groaning which cannot be uttered. Think about that for a minute. Jeremiah 29, 11. We probably know this verse well. 
right? For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future, and we stop, usually there. That's the verse we memorize. But what does the next verse say? Listen, listen to these words. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. All of your heart. Seek. God wants to be wanted. God longs for us to come before him wanting to truly know him and know his plans that he has for each and every one of us. He wants, to, he wants us to seek him and find ourselves within his will. But our experience of prayer does not end with seeking and knowing the will of God. It continues with knocking and taking the opportunity to actually open the door. And that's the next step. Knock, and it will be open unto you. Asking must progress to seeking, which must culminate into knocking. If we expect the door to be open, then we got to knock. My children haven't learned that yet. We're still working on that. we got to knock if we want the door to be open. And I believe that too often we get stuck back and forth between the first two steps. Be honest with yourself and think about that for a minute. We ask for something in prayer. We seek the face of God. And then when we don't get the answer that we expect or we want or that we think that we need, we bounce right back into asking. And maybe we think we didn't ask for the right thing. Or perhaps we, we feel that we asked the wrong way. And so we go back to the beginning instead of continuing on in the way that the Lord has us to go. Many of our passionless prayers are not answered for good reason because it is almost as if we ask God to care about something we care little or nothing about. Let me say that again because I think that is so important. Many of our passionless prayers are not answered for good reason because it is almost as if we ask God to care about something we care little about. We pray about some issues that we are facing or that the world is facing and then we sit idly by and pass the responsibilities on to God. Oh, he, he, he'll get it in his time. That's an important truth. But sometimes it becomes an excuse. And we say it back into our busy lives. Think about it for a minute. And I, I, I speak to myself when I, when I say this. How often do I pray for some people in disaster zones, those who are sick or are hungry, but wouldn't give tangibly to help? How often do I pray for some finances and then expect money to drop from the sky? How often do I pray for someone who is sick, but don't bother to go visit them? How often do I pray for souls for God's kingdom, but won't tell someone about Jesus when the opportunity is ahead of me? How many times has God wanted to work through us to be a part of the answer and the provision in our very own prayers? Sometimes God's provision comes 
through our active involvement in his world and in our communities and in our families. And this is probably the biggest thing that has been hitting me over these last few weeks. If we believe he has the power and the provision to answer our prayers, and he wants to answer our prayers, the foundations of praying, then shouldn't we stand behind him in that? Should it not move us to action? We must remember that when we engage God in an act of prayer, it has less to do with God's response to our direction and much more to do with our response to his direction. Prayer is a wonderful thing, but it's just the beginning. Prayer lines, uh, you know, with the right frame of mind, the righteous heart, and when we come alongside him, God is ready and willing to use us in the midst of, of his answering and his provision. But we often spend so much time, and I am so guilty of this, we often spend so much time yammering on about why or how God should answer our prayers, and we seldom pay attention, and thus we miss how God is calling us to partner with him in the answer to those prayers. God values persistence and passion in prayer because they show that we share his heart. It shows that we care about the things that he cares about. Persistent prayer does not overcome God's stubbornness or his reluctance. It gives him glory, expresses dependence upon him, and aligns our heart more and more with him. And so today we, we want you to pause and think about that for a minute. Because we believe that prayer unleashes God's power. We believe that prayer unleashes God's provision. If not, we wouldn't be praying. But where are we in our persistence? Where are we in our response to his leading and his calling on our lives. Ask, seek, knock, and unleash God's provision in the world around us and in the situations that you've been praying for. You've been listening to the Carindale Salvos podcast. If you'd like to discover more or get in touch with us, Visit us at salvos.org.au forward slash Carindale or head to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Carindale Salvos. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and tell your friends about it. You can find the podcast on our website or wherever you get your podcasts.